Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. My name is Robert Morrison. I am a contributor at NinerNoise.com, and here with me is uh, the man, the boss, the uh, fearless leader of uh, NinerNoise.com, Peter Panacey. How are we doing there, Peter? Uh, to be honest with you, not good. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. It's a rough day. Not good. That's a, That would be a... Yeah, rough day, rough week. Um, you know, it's kind of at that point in the season where yeah. uh, you got to take a cold, hard look at yourself in the mirror and, and wonder <laughs> why you subject yourself to this every week. This is true. Um, yeah, you feel that. It's the, it's definitely the, one of those uh, those points for sure. You're kind of staring at it and you're going, "What what exactly is happening?" Like um, the the yelling at the television gets gets worse because you're. You're just confused by everything. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, I agree. It's definitely, uh, I mean, my the rest of the week has been fine for me, but it's certainly been uh, like the the uh, the cloud hanging over every everything. When you just, you know, every time, every once in a while, you're like, oh, things are okay, and then you're like, oh, 49ers lost to Colt McCoy in on Sunday, and whatever. I don't know what just happened there. Like that was. Um, pretty, pretty much like, I, I think it's safe to say they're their worst game of the season that they, they played, um, across the board. Um, it was a pretty embarrassing way to lose, uh, you know, and I think it's certainly sent the season into, you know, a tailspin of sorts. We thought we were getting out of it and then maybe we weren't. So, um, I, I think it's, uh, certainly a, a strange place to be from, from a fan perspective, uh, Peter, I know you've uh, you've written a lot on uh, the sort of state of the 2021 team as we've kind of had this up and down thing. Um, uh, just to kind of generally speaking, what 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 do you, we're kind of in that midway point? So, and I'll sum it up for us. What do you think this team is at this point um, in 2021, based not only on the game that we just saw, but what they've been throughout the first half of the season? Well, I mean, to be honest, I think it's 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 what you've seen. You know, they, it's a three and five team. It's a three and five team that's uh, that's not executing on offense. It's a three and five team that uh, placed too much emphasis on players who really weren't going to stay healthy, and particularly in the secondary, where you look at the three main culprits 
uh, who you were wondering about injury wise, uh, Jimmy Ward, Flosky Tart, and uh, and Jason Verrett. And guess what? They're all out. And um, <laughs> and I mean that's that's what you get out of this. The the pass rush or oh, D Ford. Got to mention him because he's yeah. on injured reserve too. So uh, just so much faith on players who've been injured. Um, and then part of me is also just kind of digging into the whole notion that uh, that. Um, things are disjointed within the locker room. Although, although, uh, just wanted to pass this along to, to our loyal listeners. We did have a little bit of a conversation with one, uh, Kyle use about mm. this. So we're fortunate enough to be, uh, having Kyle on the pod here a little, a little bit. So, uh, yes, your 49ers fullback Kyle use We asked him kind of, how do you get out of this whole funk? Um, so be sure to stick around for that. But yeah, as far as, as what you're seeing, yeah, it's a three and five team. And uh, what's so frustrating about it is that this was the year that injuries weren't going to play a big role. This was going to be <laughs> kind of what everybody was expecting in 2020. And um, well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, it, it does kind of make you wonder about the 2020 team. And they, they, I think it's safe to say that team probably overperformed right like the the six and ten record was probably way better than that team any business um finishing with and it, it just feels like this team is gonna end up right around that same place right i i mean how can you really look at this team and say oh they're gonna win a lot more games than the team from last year did in spite having re- reasonably better health um at least so far but as we'll talk about in a minute those those things are are mounting um <laughs> as as that always seems to be the case but it's 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 weird like it's a really strange thing i don't i don't it'll be interesting to hear um from you check later on that yeah you know it's one thing that i just i i have to throw this out here and it's just kind of like the epitome of of being a, a 49ers fan right now <laughs> and this this goes beyond writing about like okay gosh you know young players who need to play more talking about hey look when are you going to start Trey Lance? Great. All that stuff's fine. It's been talked about. You read about it everywhere. Two things. One, the 49ers are are paying for all the fees on Ticketmaster for games. I did did (laughs) see that. I saw that come through. And it's like, oh my, yeah, I guess what's bad product on the field. So now you're worried about (laughs) empty Levi's stadium. Yeah. And and so that, and then the other player who, I've been saying, feel like I've been saying this for years and for whatever reason, like 49ers, Twitter or 49ers, Facebook, whatever, has just been responding back. No, you wait and see. He's going to be great. Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurd waved. (laughs) And it's like, this is something that should have happened probably a year ago at Mm -hmm. the very latest for sure. uh, During the preseason this year, where it was like, yeah, he's not getting better. We need to, we need to move on. So that's in the news today. We're recording this here on a Thursday night, and uh, there's there's your additional state of the franchise. The day the Los Angeles Los Angeles Rams uh, Inc. Odell Beckham Jr. 49ers wave Jalen Hurd. Those two moves are, franchises. Yeah, those two moves are right in line with one another, right? Is that's the same thing basically? There's your trajectories. <laughs> <laughs> Tells you a lot um, about where where these two teams are heading for sure now. Um, yeah, and and of course these two teams are are facing off against one another on Monday Night Football this week, uh, which is the first of those uh, discounted ticket uh, fee free uh, tickets that the the Niners are trying to pawn off. I did did notice though when you go to the website, it is still the most expensive game on the lot. 
Um, but you can go see the 49ers for the Texans for starting at $69 with no fees in case you want to gouge your eyes, ball this out or something like that. Um, it's real, real disappointing. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but, uh, we, we, uh, have, you know, we press forward as it, as it were, um, even though there will be, uh, some, some 49ers who will not be pressing forward with us for remainder of this season. Um, and that is my very bad segue into conversations about injury and other roster related, uh, news. Um, of course the, 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 the casualty list, uh, um, coming out of the Sunday game was not just the sort of embarrassment of losing to to Colt McCoy, who was never good, but uh, um, losing uh, several players um, that look like they're not likely to see the the field for a a long while. The biggest among them, of course, is uh, tackle Mike McGlinchey, who tore his quad, which that sounds like really painful um, on the the scale of bad things that I wouldn't want to have happen. I feel like that would be a very... um, a very painful injury. Um, and so he's going to have, I believe if they decided if he's having surgery so far as of yet, or is it just kind of like they're shelving him and he might need surgery later on the, I don't know what the, the latest. I, I, I think it's the latter. I, I think it's the latter. I'm not sure if he's going to have to have surgery on that, but yeah, you're absolutely right. That sounds painful. I yeah. mean, I think of either that or a pectoral tear as like the two. I'm like, <laughs> ah, for sure. Man. Yeah. I think I saw something roaming around, you know, there's like that, there's like that resident. I don't remember the guy's name, but he's like this doctor that comes in and comments on all, on all these, all the NFL injuries. And he's like, Oh yeah, like it's going to be this and that. He said, apparently depending on where the tear is could depend on whether or not he needs surgery or whether or not it'll just kind of be like a, 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 it will repair itself kind of thing. So hopefully in his case, it's, it's the, uh, uh, the more of the non-surgical route. Cause if, if I'm not mistaken, this is like a potential, if, if it's really bad, this is the kind of thing that could lead to like career derailment kind of, kind of thing. And that would put obviously McGlinchey in a bad place. Cause he's, he loses his, uh, his livelihood at this point. But also I believe the 49ers are already on the hook for his contract, um, <laughs> uh, which would not be an ideal way for, to pay whatever 16 million dollars for a, a tackle when uh, he can't play for you. That would be yeah, f- fully, fully guaranteed 50 year options. Yeah. So that's well, already picked up there. That's unfortunate timing. So, and you know, much, he's much maligned. I know by a lot of 49ers uh, fans, but I, I think he was having an okay season and uh, the drop off was uh, quite obvious when they ran Tom Compton out there on Sunday. Um, so you got to hope for the best for McGlinchey. Uh, the 49ers consequently put him on, on the injured reserve and they elevated Colton McKivitz to the practice from the practice squad. Uh, they also released linebacker Christian Ellis, who I don't, I only know because I mentioned his name a couple of weeks ago, but they added him to the practice squad. I, I, it's, it sounds like it's a tough life to be an NFL practice squad player. You just get dropped and thrown around and re-signed and all that fun stuff. Uh, further injury news, uh, Mohamed Sanu likely out for a few weeks, probably heading to the IR, the knee injury. Gee, I wonder when that happened. Just, just saying, um, safety Tavon Wilson, who was already filling in for an injured Jimmy Ward is likely also heading to the IR with a foot injury. And then, uh, some injuries for, uh, Drake Kirkpatrick, who's day to day with an ankle injury and Josh Norman, who is limited uh, thus far with the rib injury, but 
that's not all. Uh, Peter, have you had a chance to take a look at the quite extensive uh, practice report from from today's first practice? Because obviously with the Monday night game, they didn't start the week of practices until today. It's it's really long. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it, it, one, it, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight did not practices and one, two, three, four, five limited practices. Lovely. Yeah, it totally is. It totally is. And, you know, I was, I was writing kind of a, a pre-betting piece over for, um, for ninerandnoise.com, just trying to get everything squared away. And I was looking at the comparison of the two, uh, <laughs> the two injury reports. <laughs> yeah. And it was just floored by the differences between the Rams. And you know, I was like, well, Hey, Von Miller's on the Rams, but he hasn't played yet. The Rams are still seven and two. So maybe that yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's lengthy. Now, of course I'm looking at, at, you know, uh, um, defensive lineman Eric Armstead, you know, he was limited with a neck injury. George Kittle's probably going to be nursing that calf injury and just kind of be held back. Elijah Mitchell, a uh, little banged up with the rib injury, of course. Uh, and then our favorite Josh Norman, also with a li- rib injury. Those those were the, the the limited in practice types. Yeah. But you know what this does kind of just offer up the the thought here and i know with each passing loss that happens and unless you're a fool you'd probably bank on the, the niners losing again this monday this is going to open up the door for all of it's going to open up the door it doesn't matter I mean if kyle shanahan's going to push him through but it's going to open up the door for your actual young players to start playing so you know if if kirk patrick's hurt great the Amador Lenore needs to be out there. I don't mean great. Yeah, in terms yeah I know. Of like, I know. Great, like, just, great but like, you know, like, okay, great. Fine. You need to figure out next man up philosophy. And yeah, then same thing with Josh Norman. It, it, like at this point, and, and it's going to sound silly, but yes, I would rather lose games with uh, players are going to be here the next yeah. two, three years or whatever. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and you mentioned uh, Tom Compton. He's a free agent next year. There's no point of him. <laughs> he was a free agent already. He, yeah. They brought him back yeah, anyway. Really? Yeah. I mean, he, he's a free agent next year. There's no reason to play him unless you literally like have nobody else on game day. Correct. Um, so fine. It, it, it put in Jalen Moore or heck, you know, say Daniel Brunskill is a little bit better at tackle. I don't know whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. You know, put in Aaron Banks. Uh, Trey Sermon's probably going to get a little bit of a shot. You might have heard John Lynch talk about that uh, earlier yeah. today on KBR with uh, with Jamichael Hasty bang up with the mm-hmm. uh, with the ankle. So, uh, but yeah, play the young guys. Yeah. You, you might as well at this point. You have nothing I, to lose but games, and those are already losing anyway with veterans. Correct. Yeah, totally agree. Um, wrote about that. That's uh, should be coming up sometime uh, late later in the week or something soon. Writing about it. it's just time. Uh, the time has come, uh, so they say. Um, but yeah, so all of this happens in light of the aforementioned uh, hosting of the Rams on Monday Night Football. Um, a, a, a Rams team that is that is probably going to come in pretty pretty angry based on uh, playing pretty poorly and losing to the the Titans on Sunday night. Uh, last week, uh, and then as you mentioned, they they signed Odell Beckham because they their offense hadn't been scoring enough points or something. I'm not really sure quite the rationale there. Uh, it seems probably unlikely that he'll be ready to go um, for Monday night, so at least they'll escape that that fun. But uh, they'll see him again, uh, I'm sure, the final week of the season. Uh, so this uh, this might seem like an exercise in futility, uh, <laughs> given. How we've both already talked about this this game, but uh, 
we're going to, we're going to try anyway, uh, and see, we're going to talk about, you know, the optim reason for optimism and a reason for, for, for concern <laughs> and try to, you know, maintain the single reason for, for concern, uh, heading into this, this game against the Rams. So Peter, I'll, I'll let you, let you start. What is there reason to be optimistic about this game? Like at all? <laughs> From your perspective. You know what? Sure, there is. You know what that <laughs> reason is? Is that the NFL is just so weird this season. Mm. But that that is literally it. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, it, you think about some of the weird games that have happened, like over the course of the season. Just on um, Sunday. Yeah, just this last Sunday was weird enough. Like you go back and 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 watch the. Um, Oh, who was it? The it was the the, the Jaguars pulling yeah, off nine to six. <laughs> nine six win over the Bills. What? what huh? You yeah. know the Cowboys getting shut out until late in the fourth quarter by the Broncos, and it's just like like how does this happen? Yep. <laughs> and, yeah, and like I mean, the weirdest things are happening this year. I mean, the Giants beating the Raiders was kind of weird. It, you know the, the the Bengals. I remember we were talking about this a few weeks ago. All of a sudden, they were looking like they were going to be a top dog in the AFC, and and now they look terrible. Right. <laughs> I mean, so that's the reason. Nobody's good. Hope. It's yeah. And, and I just keep thinking to myself, all right, every time I kind of have an idea what's going to happen, like going into last week, like, okay, this is going to be a game the 49ers beat the Cardinals up, you know, pretty soundly and it doesn't happen. Uh, now I'm going into this going, Hey, you just, just by the way, the years played out, um, 49ers are going to win this one, like 28 to like 17. And I'm just going to be like, I have no idea what yeah, to yeah. make of the world anymore. No. That's my reason of hope. I, the, the re- oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty much on on the same wavelength as you there. Uh, I, mine is it's not really related to football in any way, shape, or form. So you're like the weirdness of the season, and mine is is that it kind of seems like Kyle Shanahan really likes beating up on Sean McVay's teams, um, and seems to of late had had his number a little bit. Um, the Niners have won four straight against the Rams. Um, and of course, remember that they only won six games last year and two of them were against this, this Rams team. Now the Rams were kind of mediocre last year, but you know, the 49ers beat them up and uh, I don't know what it is. I, I, my guess is that that Shanahan just really enjoys kind of taking it to his former Washington colleague. Um, he actually has a winning record against McVay so far. Uh, during his tenure, they've faced uh, eight times uh, Shanahan five and three against McVay and the Rams in that time in San Francisco. And uh, th- two of those three wins came in 2018, which is, you know, the year the Rams went to the Super Bowl and won like 13 games or something like that. And uh, the, the, the Niners were running CJ Beathard and then Nick Mullins out at quarterback that season. Um, and then, of course, the other win, if I'm not mistaken, was the very first time they played each other. Which that that crazy was it? A, was it Monday night? No, it was a Thursday night game, I think, because uh, I remember the the black niner. It was Brian Hoyer in the black niners jerseys against the mustard yellow Rams jerseys, and God, you know the, the Pierre Garcon uh, air quotes passing offensive pass interference at the end of the game that would have set the Niners up to to possibly win the game, but it ended up losing them the game when, you know, Garcon kind of went up and sort of nudged the defender that it was like, that game was crazy. It was like 38, 30, 
set six or some some crazy score. No, I think because I think back in then, uh, I think the Ram that was a, the the Thursday night game. The 49ers lost, but it was like super high score, yeah, yeah, like yeah. 41, yeah, yeah. 38 yep. or something like that. But they won again. Uh, I think it was week seventeen. That was yep. pretty convincing. But the Rams were playing their backups, right? So yeah, yeah. But that was a wild game. It was that like was. the the, <laughs> the the RGB whatever uh, jerseys and then the mustard yellow. Yeah, and Brian Hoyer almost winning a football. Brian game. Hoyer, there you I go. Know. Hey, Let's things could be worse. 49er fans, things really could be worse. They, you could they have truly, Brian Hoyer and they truly under could. center. So yeah, so my optimism is not wildly different from yours, other than just like maybe this is the kind of game that Shanahan's like, you know what? I'm going out. I'm going to get this guy. Like I'm getting him. I'm figuring it out. Like I think they, I think they ran the ball like 40 times uh, in one of the games last year that they won. Um, with Mullins under center. And it's just like, we, we can't, we can't win them. We can't beat them in a traditional way. So we're just <laughs> going to go out there and just do weird things. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see what happens with this one, but uh, um, history may be on our side. That's a, this is a very flimsy uh, reason for optimism, but that's pretty much what I got uh, heading into this game. So there we go. That's my optimism. Uh, Peter, what about concern for you? <laughs> Uh, let's see. I guess you know we want to keep this under an hour. Yeah, four four (laughs) player names. I'd probably say. Let's see. Here's your your cause for concern. Um, Josh Norman, Drake Kirkpatrick. uh, (laughs) I'll throw in Emmanuel Mosley into that uh, mix. Um, Talanoa Hufanga, who I think is going to be a really good player, but hey, as far as going up against Tyler Higby and 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 that Rams offense, no, uh, I don't even know who's going to play safety now if Tavon. Wilson's out probably have to be Tony Jefferson. And I can't remember the last time he played, I think it was 2019. Um, but yeah, uh, I have no idea how that's going to work out against Matt Stafford, Cooper cup. Uh, and and o- o- Odell Beckham jr. Doesn't need to even be out there yet. <laughs> this is true. I mean, the Rams are the number five scoring offense in the NFL coming into this week. They don't, they don't need OBJ to, to run up the score against the 49ers. So simple concern there. Fair the secondary. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah. Um, I think there is some like potential that Jimmy Ward might be be able to play, but I think it would probably be. It, I don't think it's like the strongest. I think it's going to be one of those things where we'll have to see how the how the week goes through. Because I think they'd called it a one to two week injury, but they also said that about Trey Lance, and we haven't seen him since since Arizona the first time. So there you go. Um, yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, I have I have. All, I, I had all these numbers I was going to talk about, like, you know, they're, they're third in offensive DVOA or third overall in DVOA and second in offensive DVOA and third in passing. They're also really good on defense, uh, you know, fourth overall in DVOA and in, in, <laughs> in on defense, uh, their weakest, uh, the weakest part of their team in that regard is against the run, but they're still pretty decent against the run 14th in the NFL, you know, so top, top half of the league. Um, also, if you if the DVOA doesn't do it for you, I got some, you know, some EPA uh, expected points added per play um, in which they are ranked uh, offensively in number three in the NFL. Um, and they are uh, adding almost three tenths of a point every time they drop back to throw, which essentially just means, they're pretty successful. That's that's uh, that's first in in the league on that in that regard. And then on defense, they're eighth uh, in terms of uh, ex- expect points 
added, I, I guess, technically expected points taken away from the other team. I'm not really sure. I think 100% of the metrics works in that regard. Um, and then on top of everything else, Matthew Stafford is just like playing really well, just as most people expected him to in this Sean McVay offense. Um, he's actually uh, the best, uh, the highest ring rated quarterback in terms of EPA per play um, so far um, in the NFL. Fun fact, Jimmy Garoppolo, number 10 in the NFL by that metric. So, it, you know, I don't, I don't know what that, what, what that says to anybody, but uh, it just means that when he is, when he's playing, he's been you know, all right. Um, but uh, the, the one, the number I found very interesting is this, uh, this play success rate when I got from, from this the, with the EPA per play. And basically what that says is how many, per, how many of the plays where of his dropbacks are, is it, is he above zero in terms of whether of, of points added and he's at 54%. So 54% of his plays add some more than zero expected points to their, to their number. Um, interestingly, uh, the two players in front of him, as far as quarterbacks, uh, Patrick Mahomes in second place and Ryan Tannehill in first. <laughs> so go figure. Um, he's also, uh, the football outsider's second most valuable quarterback in terms of an overall basis, which is based on that defense adjusted yards above replacement metric. And then he's fifth in DVOA. So basically what I'm saying to you is that uh, the Rams are good and they've been playing good in pretty much all facets of the game, minus special teams where they their numbers seem to be a little bit low. But uh, Matthew Stafford's having a great season. Cooper Cup, obviously, as you noted, uh, currently leading the NFL in receiving yards, although I think I read uh, today that Debo Samuel technically has uh, the a leg up on him in terms of yards per game because he's played one fewer game. But um, you said it. I mean, this is going to be a tough offense for the 49ers to figure out a way to stop. Um, and and they just they just don't have the bodies at this point. And it's it's very concerning in that regard. Um, I, I don't I don't really know how else to how else to say it. Uh, so Peter pretty much just goes along with the things you're saying about how the 49ers just don't have the bodies to in the secondary or really in a lot of places along the defensive uh, on the defense to really get the job done. And I, I, yeah, it just, there are a lot more areas of concern than there are reasons for optimism. It's hard to point at something that the Niners have done well through eight games and go, okay, if they can do more of that, then they might be able to be okay. And that, that's just where we are. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things that, 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 that I hope, you know, we'll talk about with, uh, with Kyle here in a little bit is kind of figuring out a way to, to get out of that. Like, okay. So you have who you have and you've heard, um, Jimmy Garoppolo say this, John Lynch, like, Hey, you know, we need to be happy with the guys we have in this room. You know, you can always look to improve, but you know, there's no big time players coming to, to help you out anymore. There's no trade that's going to bring you a perennial pro bowler. So what do you do as, as, as a player to get out of this? And obviously you can play young guys. Maybe that helps. Maybe it doesn't, but how do you get off the funk? So, um, that's the only way forward, you know, mm-hmm. and worst case, I, I keep remembering I, I, we've, we've gone through some two lock or two win seasons before. Honestly, I think a year like this is more frustrating because it's like you, the expectations are so mm-hmm. much higher. Yeah. 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 20, 2016, it was going to be terrible. Everybody knew it. They could prepare for it. This is supposed to be a, a playoff year. And uh, yeah. so, Hey, figure out your way through it. Yeah. 
and you know, not not to be overly optimistic, but there there's still a way there. There's that seventh playoff spot that they're technically only like a game out of right now. But but as I I I I don't know I I kick that around I know people are still like holding on to that like this you know grasping at straws thing I'm not really sure there's a whole lot of benefit um, to the team as currently constructed with the players that we've seen over the last couple of weeks like scratching and clawing their way to the seventh seed only to get like pounded <laughs> on the road at some team like maybe this Rams team again, or maybe, you know, Tampa Bay or green, whoever the second seed is that they'll have to play on the road uh, in the first round of the playoffs. Now, if, if you could talk me into like all of a sudden Kyle Shanahan's going to have a change, uh, change of heart. And he's going to be like, you know what, let's let the kids play. And then the kids make it happen. And they somehow scratch and call their way into a playoff game. Then I'm totally on board with that. But I, I just don't know if, <laughs> this group has enough in it to, to even do that, nor do I even know if that benefits anybody, to be honest with you. Yeah. The only thing it can benefit is, is, is long-term. I mean, yeah. and, 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 and each week that goes along, the focus has to be bigger on 2022. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. It just yeah. does. No, I, mean, I agree. You know, another, another division loss. That means the 49ers will be, um, Oh, and four within mm-hmm. NFC West play. Um, and yeah, that seventh wild card seed is going to be there. But what happens when you kind of fall behind in that regard is trying to, to leapfrog over the teams that are ahead of you because of tiebreakers and so right. on. So yeah, yeah, focus needs to be on. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And you know, I think there's a there's a really good chance that they don't win any division games this year. Um, I I actually just just had a uh, prediction uh, win loss prediction for the rest of the season. Uh, came out and it was just uh, just all about uh, that kind of thing. And I just I ended up predicting no no wins for the rest of the for the regular season in terms of of division games, which would be just a, a sad way to go. So um, let's go ahead and uh, wrap this up with quick predictions uh, for the game, and then we'll get into the interview that you did with uh, Kyle Uzcheck. Um So I, as we've said, I, I don't see a way the Niners win this. So I think it's a blowout and I think it's going to be one of those games where those of us on the East coast are going to be getting a halftime and going, okay, um, what am, what am I doing here? Am I, is it, is it time to go to bed? What, what's the decision? So I'm, I'm going to say something like 34, 14 Rams uh, are going to get the win. Peter, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I'm surprised that, uh, that we're that close. I was going to go 34, 17. Yeah. That was the, uh, the prediction piece that I put up together over at, uh, at nice. Niner noise. It'll come look out, that. um, part. Yeah. I was trying to take a look at some of the over under. I'm like, I think the, the, the over under currently set by win bet right now, I think it's at 49 points. And I was like, well, I'll go with the under, or, I mean, I'm sorry, the over, oh, yeah. um, but it's not going to be the 49ers getting a lot of that. So <laughs> I was, was going to say the Rams with, could get uh, to the over by yeah, themselves. Exactly. I was thinking, okay, probably. So I, I'll go with, um, with uh 34 17 just to reach that over but i think it'll be a lot like uh some of the other 49ers games we've seen the rams will be out by like three scores by the time it's the third quarter and you know the 49ers get some points towards the end of the game to make it interesting make the score seem closer than the game was sad but true well let's um let's make that a nice transition into uh the interview with 49ers fullback kyle uscheck and see what thoughts he has about uh the rest of the season 
Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I think that uh, he, he's got some uh, some pretty good ideas that people will want to hear. And uh, plus, he's a cool dude. Ask him a few things about uh, what position he'd like to play, and, <laughs> and maybe some little things that he's still looking to do in his career. So uh, awesome. yeah, let's uh, let's turn it on over to that. All right, sounds good. All right, sounds good. So anyway, I'm here with the one and only fullback of your 49ers joining us here on Niner Noise. This is Kyle Yuschek. Kyle's here on behalf of Dick's Sporting Goods, part of the Sports Matter Giving Truck, uh, helping out in local nonprofits deliver goods and services for uh, underprivileged communities. And so, Kyle, thank you so much for joining us here. It's a privilege and a pleasure to, to have you aboard. Um, first, just tell me, how did you get, how'd you get involved with uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, Sports Matter Giving Truck? What kind of role are you looking to uh, to play there? Yeah, so um, I've always been very passionate about youth, youth sports. Uh, I think it can have such an impact uh, on young people and just on them for the rest of their lives because I know what an impact um, youth sports had on me and what the coaches were able to do and, and developing me and just into a man. And so when uh, Dick Sporting Goods reached out to me, about uh, the giving truck, I, I was all in right away because this, this is right up my alley. I was so excited to be involved. And so they're going to be um, taking the giving truck to eight different cities here along the West Coast. And um, they're going to be showing up the underprivileged um, athletic programs and, and providing sports equipment for those programs, uh, which I'm super excited about. And so I'm in, my involvement will be, uh, I'll be making a virtual appearance for the group um, via video technology on the giving truck and just trying to uh, encourage these kids to go out there and enjoy themselves and be as involved as, with sports as they can be. That is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I used to run a nonprofit for many years, so I certainly can appreciate that when you start to see the rewards pile in and those young kids having the opportunity to to get involved with sports and everything like that, that certainly makes a difference and that's that's awesome to hear. So. Well, anyway, um, you know, it's hard to sugarcoat things. I know that the 49ers are, are going through some struggles right now. Sunday's loss to the Cardinals doesn't really help matters too much, um, especially with the tough matchup against the Rams coming up. But you've been around the league for a while now. You've been in these situations before. How does a team that's struggling kind of get off the schneid? Like, what are some of the specific things that, that you have to do to, to kind of right the ship, to use whatever cliche you want? Yeah, you know what, at the end of the day, it's just getting back to work. And it, it sounds a little cliche and a little simple, um, but that's, it, that's what it is. And sometimes the, um, the answer really is simple. Um, at the end of the day, no matter what happens in the previous game, whether it's win or loss, you really the only option you have is to come back to work and put everything into it. Um, because there's, there's no option of coming in and, you know, giving half effort and, and not um, doing everything you absolutely can uh, to win in the next week because, I mean, why would we be here if that was the case? Uh, everybody here wants to win. Everybody's all in. And we all want the best for our team and for ourselves individually. And so the only way to do that is just to be uh, completely devoted to what we're doing during the week and knowing that putting in that week that work during the week will pay off on Sundays or, in this case, Monday night. Yeah, so you've been in the league for a while now, which certainly helps. You've seen it all. You've been on, you know, some some good teams. You've been on some bad teams where things are kind of rebuilding, including the 49ers way back when, 2017. Um, as someone who's versatile as you are, you know, does a lot of different things on the offense. You carry a lot of weight in that locker room. 
you know, you've got a lot of younger players on that team too who might not necessarily have gone through this sort of thing, at least at the pro level. What would be your message to some of those yep. players who haven't necessarily experienced this or kind of trying to, to cut their teeth and are going through some NFL-level struggles right at the very beginning of their careers? Yeah, you know, I, I stress to our young guys a lot uh, just what a week-to-week league this is and how quickly things can change. Um, and have, there's there's so many examples that you can point to. You know, just two weeks ago, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are on top of the league, and they're you know going to be one of the best teams. And after a quick uh, two losses, now they you know they're at the bottom of their division. And um, for us, I I always talk in games about how it can really things can change in one play. Things can be going so well uh, in a game and. Uh, or, or even the, the opposite. I think about our game against Philadelphia. We were really struggling uh, in the first half. Three and out, I think, on like our first uh, three series. Defense, the ball was getting moved, but um, luckily enough, they were keeping them out of the end zone. Uh, and, you know, it, it's 6 nothing, but it seems like we're down by three touchdowns. And then all of a sudden, took one play from Debo Samuel uh, to, to spring us down there. We score a touchdown. We go into halftime up 7-6. to six. And that's, that's what it is on, on the uh, broader scope of things, too. All it takes is just one game. We can come out here, get a big win on Monday night against the Rams, a, a formidable opponent, a, a team that we feel confident about, uh, but somebody that we know is a, a very good team. And that could be all it takes to really spring us forward for the rest of this year. Um, so that's what I'm always trying to stress to these young guys is that things can turn around so quickly and as bad as things look right now, um, they can look just as good uh, tomorrow if we, you know, if we go out and get a win this week. Yeah, that totally makes sense, too. And you see the, the highs and lows go through over the course of a season, and learning how to kind of ride the wave is uh, is certainly interesting enough and, uh, and hopefully a good message to pass along. So kind of speaking of riding the wave, let's go back to the offseason. You were a free agent. 49ers fans were worried you might not come back. Some might wonder if you were going to follow like Robert Sala, Mike LaFleur over to the Jets or something like that. You know, did the Jets or anyone else make serious offers to bring you aboard during the offseason? Were you close to going somewhere else? Or were you like dead set on returning to San Francisco, returning to the Niners and being like, let's get this deal done. I want to be here. What was that whole process like? Yeah, no, I think it's important to note at, at the beginning, um, at the end of the day, I wanted to Niners. I absolutely love it here. I love this organization. Uh, I love being in Kyle's offense. I love working with Mike McDaniel and, and Bobby Turner. Um, I think they're at the absolute uh, top of their professions and just a, a joy to come to work every single day. I've really enjoyed my role here and um, you know being able to be utilized in the ways that uh, they do with me here. But um, with all that being said, I still I needed to uh, hear out uh, the offers from other teams and explore those opportunities um, uh, really a lot for, you know, off the field. You know, it, it is tough. I'm, I'm an East Coast guy, and it, it's tough being out here on the West Coast uh, by myself with, you know, no family and really just my teammates. Um, so I had to explore what other options would be out there and if they were realistic. And, um, you know, I was I just had to weigh them against what I had here at, and Basically, at the end of the day, I, I did have some, some viable offers, but none of them could compare with what I have here. And, and that's why I, was, I signed before free agency officially began, um, because by that point, I felt like I had gotten enough information out there and, 
and knew um, what my options were. And uh, being back here in San Francisco was by far my best option. So uh, I, I got it signed and got back to work right away. Well, the, the Niners are sure glad that worked out. I know I am, and a lot of fans are too. So <laughs> glad, glad you didn't go anywhere. Appreciate that. So <laughs> the Rams are coming to town. You mentioned them a little bit. It's a team that you've had success against in, in recent years, and, and you know them well. Um, but you think the Rams, the defense that you're going to be going up against, you think Aaron Donald, is, is he one of the, the toughest defensive players you've ever gone up against, you know, period? Is he, is he the toughest guy, or is there somebody else who stands out maybe a little bit tougher? What can you tell me about, like, him and what the Rams' uh, defense uh, – what kind of challenges you'll face there? Yeah, um, no, honestly, I, I, I actually, I would give him that title. I think he is the best defensive player I've ever gone against. Um, and, that, you know, his accolades definitely uh, speak for that. For, I mean, I don't know how many times he's been the defensive player of the year, uh, but he's definitely well-deserving. He's a guy that you really do have to know where he's lined up on every single play. And um, we do make adjustments to him, and we're not alone in that. I'm sure every offense does. Um, he's, you just have to be able to account for him and do different things to try and slow him down. Uh, you know, And I say slow him down because uh, it's not easy to stop the guy, even when you do make those adjustments. He's going to make his plays, and you have to understand that. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to make more plays than him. And so he, he does make – he's a tough matchup, and – He's not the only good player on on that defense either. They they have a lot of guys who really swarm to the ball. They play with high energy. Um, you know, they're a very physical defense, and so uh, there's a lot of guys that we have to prepare for. But I think he's definitely number one. So getting back around to you, you do so much on offense, right? And anybody who's watched even just a handful of 49ers games would, would attest to this. You could be a lead blocker, taking direct snaps under center, lining up out wide, create a, a passing mismatch, you know, rushing the ball on a, on a dive play, whatever it might be. What's like the number one thing you look forward to the most where it's like, gosh, I know I do a lot, but I can't wait to do that again. What's like your favorite thing that you, 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 you strive to do? Yeah, you know what, I um, I really do enjoy doing everything, and that's, that's kind of been my M.O. my whole entire uh, football career is being that guy that can do everything. But uh, there is something special about taking a snap under center, and it's been pretty cool that I've been able to do that three times in the NFL. And um, I, was a, I was a quarterback in, in middle school and early on in my high school career, and so obviously those, those were always dreams of mine of, being an NFL quarterback, and I'm definitely not one of those, but I can at least say I was for three plays. So I, I always look forward to that opportunity. So uh, is there any chance that we'll see a Kyle Juszczyk, uh, a trick play, you're, 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 you're getting some sort of a toss, and then you're a quarterback and, and passing it deep? Anytime something like that's coming up anytime soon? Hopefully. You know what, I, I hope so. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll definitely be in Kyle's ear about it. I, I would love to throw a pass at, at one point before my career ends. Um, but I can't give away anything, so I, I don't know. <laughs> hey, sounds good. If you need to start a petition, let me know. We'll get that started over here. Just to say, hey, one <laughs> one play, let's get Kyle Juszczyk, at least one pass. You know, it'll totally throw everybody off. I'll be on it. So There you go. Well, hey, I know that you're super busy. I don't want to keep you all day. I probably could, but I'd probably get in trouble. So anyway, um, real quick, <laughs> tell us where fans can find out more about Dick Sporting Goods, Sports Matter Giving Truck, how they can get involved, where they can learn more about the program. Yeah, um, if they go on to 
sportsmatter.org. Um, they can find out all about the Dix Foundation Sports Matter program in a number of ways. Um, they can get involved in in-store checkouts as well, and all donations will directly support uh, youth sports sports programs across the nation in the form of monetary grants, equipment, or facility improvements. So um, all this is going towards such a, a good cause, and I think it'd be awesome for everybody to jump on and get involved with this. Fantastic. You know, that's really awesome you're able to do that. And we certainly thank you. We thank Dick Sporting Goods for uh, for having you come on um, here today and joining Niner Noise. So so everybody, give Kyle Juszczyk a follow on Twitter. His handle is at JuiceCheck44, just how it sounds. And with someone who has a difficult to pronounce last name as I do, uh, I certainly can appreciate that. So, hey, Kyle, thanks for so much for coming on. Appreciate it. Appreciate what you're doing for Dick Sporting Goods, the Sports Matter Giving Truck. Looking forward to connecting with you sometime soon. Yeah, absolutely. Good talking with you. All right. Thank you. Special thanks, uh, as always, um, to you listeners for uh, checking out uh, the Niner Noise podcast. Uh, but, of course, uh, extra special uh, thank you for uh, 49ers fullback Kyle Juszczyk joining us today. Uh, on the podcast, please check out all of uh, his uh, Instagram information and uh, Twitter and all those such things to find out more information about this partnership that he has with Dick Sporting Goods. It sounds like a great cause. And thanks uh, to Peter for joining us this week. Um, and as always, thanks for listening uh, to the Niner Noise podcast, uh, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Uh, please uh, continue to check out NinerNoise.com uh, for all your latest 49ers news and analysis, including uh, articles from myself and from Peter and from other talented writers that are on uh, the, the the site with us as well. Um, please, uh, we would we would love it if you would rate and subscribe to the podcast and and leave us a nice review. Tell us um, how you think it's going, and 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 we can uh, we'd be happy to continue to to bring you good content. And if you do, if you can leave us that review, that would be great. Um, and if you leave us that review and ask a question, we'll uh, give you a shout out on the air and answer that question for you. Um, but. Uh, Of course, we would be most happy if you would share the podcast with all your fellow 49er fan friends. But until next time, let's sound the horn, 49ers. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL.